Good morning and welcome to another episode of Sweetness and Light. I'm one of your co-hosts, Justin, along with your other host, Derek. Welcome back, Justy. Uh, Justy was on a little not staycation for the last uh, several weeks, uh, take, taking uh, his, 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 the seat of his loins uh, around America. You know, I got to tell you, first of all, it's great to be back. And secondly... Um, the East Coast, I haven't been back there for, you know, since COVID started. And then D.C. and Boston, man, you guys are doing it right. It's, I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. Really? Wow. Well, that's good to hear. So they, and by that, you mean that they're not having the, uh, the type of heat wave the West Coast is having? Well, this is, so two things. One, we got to Boston on the 29th of June, and it was, I don't know, about 85, like perfect summer weather there. The next day, it was 101 degrees. Well done. Well done. <laughs> and it was so funny because, you know, I mean, in Boston, that is like, that's basically water boils, right? I mean, that is, that's unheard of. And they shut down these things called the uh, the duck boats. Are you familiar yeah. with those? Well, of course, yeah. of course. I mean, and sadly, I guess there was a tragic duck boat accident a few years ago, right? That uh, unfortunately, uh, one went down and, and, and a lot of, a lot of victims with it. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that was a, uh, for something so traditional and, and awesome, yeah, like a, a, a duck boat was lost and a lot of, and several souls went down with the ship, unfortunately. Oh, God, that's horrible because it was – when we went, uh, we actually went the next day and we – ours actually overheated. Even though it was only 95, it overheated and so we had to get replaced halfway through and uh, it, it, was, it was intense. So they did get a little bit of a heat wave. However, the most unbelievable thing I have ever seen in a city happen. So we arrive on the 29th and it's like – masking up and there's massive social distancing and, and they're, they're taking it crazy serious. The first of July hits and it's like nothing was there. I mean, they lifted every restriction. Like <laughs> It was the craziest thing. All lines went away. I mean, it was overnight. It like dissipated. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So you got to experience it. It's like you flew in just to experience the opening of, of Boston. It was effectively uh, the new Independence Day. Literally. It was the weirdest thing I've personally ever experienced because I've just never, I've never been anywhere where a city was like, you know, humming along. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, it like just cascades into this like pandemonium and craziness and there's traffic again. I mean, it was literally one day. Well, and you know what day? It was Canada Day, of course. So, so, so quite appropriate. You know, they, they picked, uh, they picked the, the celebration of a great nation to, uh, uh, to open back up. I mean... It is an interesting of couple of weeks for me. I mean, it's the, you know, I've, I've lived in three countries and all of us, they, they all celebrate their national holidays in, in this fortnight. So uh, starting with Canada Day and then uh, America's Day and then uh, Bastille Day tomorrow on, on July 14th. And I got to tell you, I, um, I was actually in Paris one year. I think it was like 2001, maybe 99, something like that, somewhere in there on Bastille Day. And I, I literally got off the train. I took the channel over, and I had no idea. And what a fun experience to go into! <laughs> yeah, Bastille Day is awesome. And talk about uh, you know everyone always says it, but fireworks. Uh, yeah, Americans have no idea what they're doing compared to French uh, massive holiday fireworks. Well, not. I think that to put it in perspective for you, I, I completely agree. For those that have never seen it, not only are they spectacular, but they go on for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Exactly. You know, I mean, American fireworks, you know, it's like, hey, it's really cool, uh, 15 minutes later, and then they're done. And, uh, yeah, these ones these ones can go on and on and on, and uh, and particularly in Paris, take place over sort of a larger, a larger uh, launch area. God, that's awesome. Well, 
first of all, congratulations to all those countries. Now I have to ask, because of the restriction lifting in Boston at that time, is uh, your mother country lifting its restrictions? Well, not because of Boston, but uh, but the answer is yes, uh, despite Boston, yeah. Despite Boston, okay. <laughs> well, we're, we're locked in a little bit of a baseball battle right now with the, the Red Sox being unexpectedly good this year and, uh, and being first in the division. And so, uh, so we're not going to give Boston credit for anything. Now, that said, Boston's a great town. Um, although I will say, so I don't know if, I don't know if you caught the, uh, the final of the UEFA uh, Euro Championship the other day and, uh, you know, nail biter between uh, Italy and, and England. Uh, England having scored, I think at one seventeen or so in the in, in at, at the beginning of the game, so the quickest or one of the quickest goals ever in uh, in, in in finals history, uh, and then keeping a one nothing lead for most of the game, and then it ended up being one one going to overtime, and then into a shootout. And I hate shootouts, by the way. I mean shootouts. I think I think in soccer or football, as as you like to call it, and uh, in hockey, they should just keep on going. Until someone scores, like don't shootouts are are useless way to you know. I mean, it's anticlimactic. The best team often does not win, and uh, it's the final. I mean, it's not like you're doing something else tomorrow. Just keep on playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's but I can like understand during the, the regular season why you don't want to do that because it just tires people out and depletes all your you know your resources and your reserves and everything else. Um, but in playoffs in general, but especially in a final, I mean that's that's such a terrible way to end it. Uh, that said, I don't know if you know the result. Um, I believe England won, correct? Thankfully not. Okay, good. I was yeah. so I can tease my neighbor then because uh, Jason is a uh, huge. Uh, he's obviously from England, but he is a huge fan, and uh, I'm sure he did not sleep. This is fantastic. It gives me tons of ammo. So he they yeah. lost Italy. They did. They haven't won a uh, you know major championship international championship since 1966, and so you wow. know I mean England considers itself like you know the the home of football in quotes and um and yet they can't they can't put together a winning team so um and that's and that's great because it's part of the identity like i mean i was i was i always say one of the worst things that happened to boston and chicago was when their uh, you know their long-suffering baseball teams won you know i mean it's just like the red Sox. you know it took almost a century for them to win again and uh, you know they had the curse of the Bambino when they traded away Babe Ruth and everything, and that was part of Boston's identity. Yeah, the the, the Patriots have done well recently, and the Bruins sometimes do well. Yeah, uh, you know, but but the Red Sox famously have been losing for the better part of a century, and um, you know, Boston is a fantastic city, uh, great fun, great bar town, and part of but part of the lore is is being lovable losers, and. Um, and when the Red Sox won, you know, partly because of some juiced up uh, players, they um, they destroyed that. Suddenly, they're just another arrogant sports town where, uh, where oh, we're winners. Great. Boring. Much better when you're lovable losers for a long, long time. And Chicago had the same thing. You know, I mean, the Cubs and White Sox are supposed to be losing franchises. That's their beauty. And I bring that all up because um, England, obviously, as well. You know, I mean... Uh, Great country, you know, just a, a fantastic history. Some 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 mistakes along the way, and and uh, an up and down relationship with the Royals, but the home of soccer, and yet they can't win in it. And uh, um, they, uh, kudos to them. Unlike Boston, Chicago, they lived up to their tradition and lost. And so, 
No, they're they're so they get to they get to remain a country of losers. I mean, that's part of their identity, right? Like, I mean, traveling around, being hooligans, drinking all over the place, and losing, and um, and that's 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 part of the identity. You know, I I, I I'm not being entirely facetious. I think that's I, I think it makes you a, a better town when you when you're when you have that. You know, you, well, you're always aspiring for more, and Boston and Chicago lost that. Well, so then, how do you explain Chicago and Cleveland? What about them? <laughs> for the for the Bears and the Browns, um, both you know horrible teams, uh-huh. and uh, I'm not sure they're really aspiring to anything. Yeah, but but in recent relatively recent history, the the Bears have been a great team. You know, I mean, as recently as the the 80s, 85. right? But, yeah, which is which is a while ago, but not like the night like 1918 <laughs> fair enough fair enough i see okay i'll, I'll, I'll pick up yeah i mean down. yeah lot, lot, i mean granted that there's like you know there's over 30 teams in most of these leagues if you win once every 30 years a championship that's a pretty big deal and that's that sort of on average if you win every 30 years that's um you're, you're right on pace to be the average right uh that's it's true. it's when it's when you don't win since like the cubs you know the the Cubs won again, and I think in 2016, and hadn't won since 19, 1908. <laughs> I mean that's amazing. And and again, it took them over a hundred years. So kudos for that. But they would have been better off not having won at all. I mean, so much of you know the pictures of long suffering fans, the pictures of people you know getting to like like the World Series or to to, to a, a, the league championship, and then just suffering and losing. And I mean that's part of the identity and that's part of what makes Chicago so great and so stoic. But now they're another, just another winning team. <laughs> now they're just enough. That's fantastic. So, uh, I'm gonna... so also all of which is to say, congratulations, you know, congratulations to Italy. I mean, a, a great, a great soccer nation, but also, but, uh, but congratulations, especially for England for, you know, for continuing to be losers, which, which is part of the, you know, it's part of who they are. <laughs> I can't no, that's, wait that's, for the that sound, traffic on That this. sounds, that sounds like I'm I'm saying they're lo- I don't you know I don't mean that as I mean for 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 sporting a losing team and having that tradition and having that to unite the nation in a sense. This may be one of the most fun conversations we've had because I can't wait for the Twitter feed. I- I'm serious. This is going to be fantastic. So um, I agree with you, Eric. I think that that's part of their identity, and I think it's uh, it's something that it is interesting. I mean, going a hundred years and yeah. finally getting it done right. And I, I do think, I think it's a very interesting perspective because I never thought about it. It does give you a different, when you win, it's kind of like that, you've, you've reached that, that zenith, right? You've reached that point. So, so what is your new identity, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, in, in Boston's case, especially, you know, the, the curse of the Bambino, the whole notion of trading away Babe Ruth, you know, for, you know, for, for money, the, the greatest baseball player of all time. Certainly at the time, and, and, and some would argue forever, just um, but you know played a different style of ball in a, in a different era. Um, that that's great lore. That's you know that that makes you seem that's something special. It's that you that you, it's like screwing yourself with Brexit. So you didn't have to lose. You didn't you didn't have to be losers, but you did it to yourself. That's awesome. <laughs> no, when you like you know, and and, and that's that's what happens. So. As I'm sure you know, so the Red Sox traded away Babe Ruth, the greatest player in, in in the sport, and then never won again. And that's that's an amazing story, right? Now they, oh, yeah. you know, now in in, in the in the 21st century, they've won 
four times and they're doing really well this year. Great. Okay. You're another, you're another, t- you're another city with a, with a, a winning tradition. So what? I, I get you. I see it. It's an interesting perspective. Have you always felt this way or is this something new that you've kind of realized? No, I've always felt that way. <laughs> like I, 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 as I hope you can hear from my book, I love Boston, Chicago. I think they're both great towns. I love England, but, but part of what I love is, is, you know, is, is the, uh, is, is that they're losers in their, in their, in their primary sports. And it and it hurts so much, but it unites them so much. And all three places, by the way, I mean they're three of the best drinking places in in in, in you know in the English speaking world. That's part of it. Interesting. Like they're okay. fa- like nothing's better than being in like you know a sports bar when like you know uh, prior to this when a Boston team was particularly when the Red Sox were playing or something in like in a you know in in the playoffs. Um, or a Chicago team, you know, when the Bears or someone's playing. But if they're if they're just winners, then it's just a pomp, you know, it's just pompous winning and and uh, you know drinking and everyone celebrate. But when they're when it's just the the huge Oz and 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 the frustration and the tension and the why can't we just get over this one hump thing? That's when you have character. Okay, that's interesting. I, I got to tell you, I, I did not ever think about this before. So uh, you're definitely giving me and I think the audience a very interesting perspective here. I like it. This is this is pretty cool. Yeah. And and again, same with the with the English. So yeah, nothing it, it, with them being ahead the whole game. It's just like, uh, great, you know, kudos. Not, I haven't won since 66. But um, this is so much better for them. And losing in dramatic fashion in the in in the uh, in the shootout, you know, and I mean, shootouts terrible, but at least it cost them the game. So they, you know, they they should be thankful for that. Well, so one of the things that that Kelly complains about, because she just despises football and soccer together, um, because one, you can end in a tie, and two, the the shootout is just to your point, it's just atrocious. It's a horrible way to end it. But you shouldn't just detest the sport because I mean it's a fantastic sport, you know, and I mean it's just. um, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, and part of the beauty of, of soccer slash football is that you can end it, you know, that it's low score. It's just Americans have been perverted by these football, you know, American football and and uh, basketball with, you know, that, that tend to have very high scores by their very nature. Basketball, because it's a high scoring sport and football, because, you know, uh, generally speaking, every touchdown is worth seven points. So you 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 know you end up having these high scores even though you haven't scored that many times it's just you multiplied the whole thing by seven oh these scores are too low uh, I got an idea why don't we just multiply the whole thing by seven oh great idea Americans will applaud that because that's how they think <laughs> yes we are we are Donald Trump's America bigger is better <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. so yeah as opposed to you know a fantastic soccer game is one nothing or or zero zero by the way a fantastic baseball or hockey game is as well but it's just uh, it happens much more frequently in soccer well i will tell you so one of the things you brought up trump there for a second so during we were happened to be in the capitol for july 4th which uh, is, is was a lot of fun and what the trump hotel they it, i mean for those that don't know it's literally right across from the fbi building which is totally ironic i think but um the security for it, it was more than the White House. <laughs> it was the most intense. They shut down Pennsylvania Avenue and part of Constitution um, because of the threats to that building. And you guys somehow managed to get by the, the police cordon? Oh, please. No. Obviously. <laughs> S- sir, sir. And you're like, 
I'm Justy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, go ahead. Well, first of all, I'm kind of upset that you even said that I'd have to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, they you just, well, you, you, you just stroll by and then you turn to young Seth and go, justified. Thank you. See, now we're back into it. Okay, okay yeah. good. I feel yeah, better. No, that's, I know how it really works, yeah. The, the the cordon the, the the police cordon penetrated by the cordons of power absolutely 100 percent. but i gotta tell you it was very interesting in dc because uh our last day there uh kamala harris went by and they it was really neat to see that the whole i'm sorry you say entourage. kamala yes kamala Kam kamala all right yeah, kamala. yeah okay we're close and the Secret Service stopped us when they were super nice. This woman was really, really nice. And she was like talking to Seth and she's like, hey, do you know what that is? He's like, yeah, the presidential. Um, and she's like, well, no, it's the vice president. Can you name her? And she goes, no, no one really cares about her, do they? Wow. Wow. <laughs> and the Secret Service lady looked at him and goes, that is the most truthful, honest answer I have heard all day and just fell over laughing. She's like, that is so fantastic. She goes, no, but they are very important too. And he goes, I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow wow well good good repartee between the two of them did you happen to get this the secret service a woman's name so we can have her on there uh no actually i should have uh she was i, I will send a shout out to her she was uh a very nice really so she, really yeah oh oh god who did who did, who did, who did, like, who did, who did she look like um to be honest with you she looked a lot like a you know, rebecca lot like rebecca bullock. romaine no sandra bullock young sandra bullock uh, I'd say a mix, a mix. More recent Sandra. She's Bullock. like that, like forty-year-old Sandra right. Bullock. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, so still, yeah, it, definitely not unattractive. No. And even Seth afterwards was like, "Man, she's uh, she's pretty hot, right, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah, she was." Wow, you're, just you're, 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 your boy's it. growing up. Well, you know, he he turns twelve on Friday, and wow. um, it's very interesting because oh, he's, so yeah, is he ready for the for the for, for the uh, pre-adolescent circumcision? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's pre-high school, not oh, pre-adolescent. Okay. So wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Of course. Come on, Eric. You, yeah. You, uh, I know that these details seem to be easy Dad, to can I have some, uh, some anesthesia, at least something local? No, you're a Proust. <laughs> Here. Here's a mouth guard. Bite here's, down. <laughs> Here. Here's like a, here's an anti, yeah, an, a, 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 a local anesthesia infused uh, a rub or uh, wipe. It's like that's that's just like a Clorox wipe. It don't trust me. <laughs> well, it's well. I'm I clean. saw you pull it out of the bag. It says Clorox. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're clean. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> ish, ish. Something, some, some things you can't wipe away. Oh, that, that's a what lot. What a great of, saying. That's a lot of smegmas then. Ugh. Now I have to ask you: Have you ever heard of a show called uh, Peppa Pig? I have. Okay. Have you ever watched an episode? No, but I'm aware of what Peppa Pig looks like. It, not Sandra Bullock, but all, but but <laughs> sort of hot in 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 a animated pig way, I guess. All right. Well, I'm not going to go down that avenue. You guys can judge for yourself if if it looks like a piece of someone's anatomy. However, on today's show, my son uh, was home today right before school and was watching it, and I passed by the TV. And I swear, he said, never waste a good taint. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it was never waste a good paint. But it, the way he said it with his accent sounded like taint. I'm like, man, that is that is a lesson you should definitely earn, <laughs> learn early, right? Well, definitely don't waste one. But yeah. What did he actually say? Paint. Paint. 
But you know, with an accent, it's like taint. And I was like, what? Now Peppa Pig is is a is a gentleman. No, Peppa is the is the female, but her friend. Yeah, yeah okay. Because um, that's what you're saying. He said, yeah, and I'm like, I thought Peppa. I mean, obviously, someone named Peppa Pig is going to be ten. But to it was be Pedro ex- Pony that actually really? said it. Ah, ah. Because hey, I so. you could totally confusing me, having not watched the show, but have, yeah, I thought Peppa Pig was was a female, and uh, and you surprised me with the accent as well. So so that makes much more sense. <laughs> Surprise! All over the place today. Now, does everybody have everyone's last name? Is 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 their species? Um, I gotta think here. Yeah, I wow. think everyone, because there's. Uh, so you would be pun. you in, if you were part of the show, you'd be just a human. <laughs> well, that so that's the best part about the show is that half the animals can talk and half can't. So there'll be like a goose that crosses, and one of the gooses can talk, and the other one that like keeps one as a pet. I'm like this show makes no a, sense. A goose keeps a goose as a pet. <laughs> yes, like there was a whoa, whoa. Was I don't want. I don't. Yeah, I. You know, we've already been slightly controversial, but I don't. Okay, I mean that's that's <laughs> akin to to cartoon slavery, right? That's my point. You got it. That, that's what's so funny about the show. Like they had elephants training other elephants in a circus. I mean, <laughs> training them as colleagues or training them to work. No, no they don't. As speak. kept as kept elephants. <laughs> Yes. What? How? Yes, you gotta watch the show. It was season is, three, I think. I'm I'm a little stunned. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, only only because of the age we live in, I'm stunned. I'm not so. You know, I mean, it's just uh, I'm surprised people haven't been up in arms that, about this. No, in fact, um, there, there's no disclaimer. There's nothing. It's just it, it's out there, man. It really? Is out there. So in the the age of political correctness and and everybody everybody's completely equal in, in not just in terms of rights but but are actually equal, um, and and that every every group is oppressed and should get reparations for it. These pe- animals are enslaving their own types of animals. <laughs> yes, that is what I'm telling you here. Yeah, I'm staggered. All right. <laughs> See, this is the stuff, this, this is what makes having kids beyond fun, because these are things you just, not only can you not make it up, but it, it's just nice to know that there's still oddness in the world, Yeah, because it's it's just fantastic. Yeah, well, no, I, I applaud, I, you know, I, well, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see it, but but but, but in, in principle, I applaud their, their nonchalance and irreverence. <laughs> well, listen, I do want to say... Thank you so much for another great episode. Um, we're pressing up against time here, and I want to say thank you to our audience. And Eric, as always, it's fantastic to talk to you, my friend, and uh, great episode. Well, thank you, Justy. Thank you to uh, to all of our listeners, and uh, I hope that you all celebrate, as Justy and I will, with a uh, a shot or five of uh, 151 rum to celebrate uh, episode 151. And maybe even light one on fire, right? Yes, just keep it away from Seth's privates uh, because he, he, that that will not help help with the circumcision. <laughs> It'll cauterize the bleeding, though, right? That's actually not a terrible idea.